Hello, and welcome to Songwriters Spotlight, the Western Mass Songwriters Collaborative Series. I'm Dr. Dan, your host of the show, where we feature Western Mass songwriters who perform their original songs and talk about the art of songwriting. Stay tuned to explore more about music and the tunesmithing that creates it. This episode features Chris Elliott and Lisa Austin, who combine folk and indie rock music influences. Their songs tell stories and explore myths. Here's Chris Elliott and Lisa Austin. Jack O'Neill was lost in war. His lover Jacqueline could not wait anymore. So she flew in her disguise, dressed up like a soldier to bring him back alive. One by one, to the storm, to the gun, two by two, and still I run to you. Red, red sun, raven on the wire, deliver us from fire tonight. Deliver us, raven on the wire. And Jacqueline followed a dove, and she found her lover's jacket buried in the blood. Goodbye, my love, I'm going home Where I'll become a nun and pray for every soul One by one, to the storm, to the gun Two by two, and still I run to you Red, red sun, raven on the wire Deliver us from fire tonight Deliver us Raven on the wire Deliver us Deliver us Deliver us Jack O'Neill crawled back alive And he slipped into the convent in a black and white disguise She saw his face and fell to her knees He said the masquerade is over, so marry me One by one, to the storm, to the gun, two by two I run to you, red, red sun, raven on the wire, deliver us from fire tonight, deliver us, raven, one by one, to the storm, to the gun, two by two, and still I run to you, red, red sun, raven on the wire, deliver us from fire tonight. Deliver us, Raven, deliver us, Raven, deliver us, Raven on the wire. 
Speaking of the storm, you're the lightning, I'm the thunder. Speaking of the lightning, you're the flash I follow after. Speaking of the thunder, I'm the echo moments later. Speaking of the storm, you're the lightning, I'm the thunder. Speaking of the land, there's a track and there's a train. One of us will move while the other must remain. If you die before me, speaking of the day, I'll be the rose that lays upon your grave. Speaking of the storm, you're the lightning, I'm the thunder. Speaking of the lightning, you're the spell that I fall under. Speaking of the thunder, I am I and not another. Speaking of the storm, you're the lightning, I'm the thunder. Speaking of the sea and a night of wind and rain. We wish we were water, we're only just a wave. If you die before me, speaking of the day, I'll be the rose that lays upon your grave. Speaking of the sky, there's an arrow, there's a bow. Either you were aiming high or I was aiming low. If you die before me, speaking of the day, I'll be the rose that lays upon your grave. I'll be the rose that lays upon your grave. Hercules says to Einstein, I'm no genius. I've been beaten down and destroyed, but not defeated. Have you seen the Japanese sky fall? Listen now, the bomb burn their shadows into the wall. Hercules, I can see their shadows haunt your features From Olympus to Berlin in your black t-shirt You got the muscle, I got the crazy hair Let's rock some Amadeus with my fiddle, pull up a chair Like you play with the bow, well, my father played with lightning. 
silhouettes of the enemy, vivid storm clouds striking. Hercules, the form of a woman can make you spin. A gentleman holds his lady like a violin. I've seen Troy burn in their beds, I've seen Mars burn in masses But it's the shadows burned on the walls that torture my conscience Look at old Ludwig there, his hair messy as mine Composing strings, deaf therefore divine Reaching out from the blasted wall, the shadows hug the air. I step where they wrap their arms, so somebody's there. You need help, strong man, love when the days begin. Sleeping next to me, she sings like a violin. Sleeping next to me, she sings like a violin You need help, strong man, love when the days begin Hercules and Einstein at a loss for words Heaven alive with the hum of hummingbirds Shake it out. Shake it out. Sing it out. 
sing and dance and shout Shake it out may have something in your eyes, something in your shoe Something rattling around deep inside of you Go and bang your head on every wall in the house If that's what it takes to shake it out Shake it out Shake it out Sing and dance and shout Shake it out Shake it out Shake it out Shake it out Mama was wrong 
song I would sell my soul for a song On the red horizon, ships appeared The missionaries came and spoke behind their beards We admire the Indian, the pure and simple fawn Boy, your soul must book a seat On the final voyage on An Indian girl heard and felt the Christian fear she tried to fly away, but was surrounded by those beards. The preacher's tongues were cocked, the righteous muskets roared, her naked back felt the mercy of the Lord. She became a perfect Christian white man's wife. She loved her children faithfully and led a stainless life. Then one sunny afternoon she felt her dying come She felt her heartbeat stop And her spirit began to run door a voice inside said sorry there is no either or no 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 you can't come in this is Indian heaven we don't take no Christians she ran and ran and ran and ran to another door a voice inside said sorry there is no either or It said no, 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 you can't come in This is Christian heaven We don't take no engines She fell and fell and fell and fell to the gates of hell But the devil sighed Why'd you ring my bell? No, 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 you can't come in Hell is just for sinners And you're guilty of no sins She fell and fell and fell and fell To a second birth Her only choice was to come alive again on earth But she didn't come back as a Christian Or an Indian, no, no, no But a beautiful feathered bird color of blood and snow now she soars forever with her children in the clouds and if you listen now you can hear her sing it loud no 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 you can't come in this 
sky is just for birds We don't take no humans Uh, you and Lisa did a great set. I really enjoyed that. The songwriting, the performance, uh, and the variety of, of uh, vocals and instruments. It just sounded fantastic. Thank you. Oh, thanks for having us. It's yeah. awesome. So uh, you've obviously written a lot of songs. Mm -hmm. uh, talk about that. When, when did you start writing songs? Oh, when I was a kid. I used to not pay attention in class and <laughs> rhyme. I would like write the alphabet on top of a notebook page in class and then write poetry or rhymes. And so that was a, a crude uh, um, DIY rhyming dictionary because I'd have the alphabet on top of the page and I could rhyme and do wordplay when I was uh, doodling and uh, writing when I should have been paying attention in class. So ever since I was, I say middle school, hmm. you know, I just started playing with words and rhyming and my first songs were all very silly and I tried to hold on to a little bit of the silliness or humor or satire and then over the years just kept trying different modes of songwriting. How many songs do you figure you've written? Uh, if I include all the terrible songs and failed attempts and half finished, I mean hundreds, you know, four, five, uh, maybe three hundred, but that's being very generous with what constitutes a song, you know. Right. Um, but you never know when you're going to revisit an old file, a failed experiment, mm -hmm. a song that doesn't work, but you find one line or one idea, one stanza, one couplet, maybe a hook, maybe something about the music that resonates now or inspires you now, or you suddenly get what you can make work, what you can salvage mm -hmm. or cannibalize from your notes. So that's one thing. Stacks a lifetime of papers and well, now it's Google Docs. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, why do you invest all this energy and time into writing? That's a good question. <laughs> it's a compulsion. It's a, it's a, I think you have a switch on in your brain that either you have an idea and you need to see it in a form. I think some writers are driven to write novels or poetry. That's the form that makes sense. Like if you talk mm -hmm. to writers, it'd be like, I was sitting by a stream and I wanted to, to say something about it. I just had to put it into writing. And I think there's a, a, the same kind of compulsion to, to capture, process, and understand a feeling, an idea by putting it into one page and like sculpting it and perfecting it and obsessing over it and getting every rhyme, every rhythm, get it as concise as possible, as precise as possible. And you know, it's not that different in a way from like, carving a sculpture, like you see mm -hmm. a shape and say, I'd like to see that in reality, or building a cabinet. I mean, there's all sorts of ways that people um, hone a craft or uh, realize a vision. Yeah. Sounds like you do a lot of editing. I do. I'm not a first thought, best thought 
kind of guy. I'm not a, I mean, it happens once in a while. There'll be like the five minute song that you still have to come back and revise, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah, I definitely think you should turn things over, um, play with it, try different perspectives, uh, find out what doesn't need to be said. Because I think often your first drafts overwrite, you write too much, you overexplain, and then you cut away the uh, obvious. Or there might be something really clever. There's an old saying that you want to cut. There's an old saying I, I got from my writing classes, like, kill your darlings. Like, there might, could be that one uh, line or image that you're wedded to that's actually detracts from the whole. So sometimes it's a way to, uh, you know, sculpt it down to make it more precise to, you know, but sometimes you're just, there's a, a line from Leonard Cohen, you, you listen back for lies or you listen for lies, like when am I lying, when am I, when am I not being true to the idea, when am I BSing, like what's this song really about and how do I uh, articulate it in a tight little one page, three minute song. Yeah, so when you uh, start doing this chiseling away, yeah. uh, is it you and your guitar, or what do you do? What, what happens? In the old days, it was physical paper. Now it's <laughs> sometimes Google. It's yeah, it's uh, it's. Yeah, I think the process is often you dump you dump a lot out, you cut it away, then you add stuff, you cut it away. Um, there's a moment when uh, you think you have a draft, and then you perform it, and then maybe kind of role play mm -hmm. that there's an audience there. Uh, maybe re record it and listen back. Mm -hmm. And so, sometimes it's, it's about the, the gist of the song, what it's about. Sometimes it's just technical stuff, like do the lines scan, do the words scan? By that I mean, do they follow, are they married to the melody such that a listener can understand them? Like, or are they kind of buried? Do they sound awkward once you step outside of it? Sometimes mm -hmm. it's just something practical like, oh, or too many syllables I'm trying to shove in and how can I make it feel a little more natural. Mm -hmm. So you have to wed the music with the words yeah. as well. Yeah, I think uh, that's a big question, right? People often like, what comes first, the words or the mm -hmm. music? I think uh, it's like words tend to come first, but language always implies music, contains music. There's always a rhythm and a melody to a phrase. So. Uh, it kind of grows natural. It's not like, here I have music A and lyrics B and I'm gonna shove them together. Or here I have 10 different melody or chord progression ideas and I have 10 different lyrics I'm trying to mash them together. No, it's, I think you get an idea for a song and then the music evolves out of it. Just from the words, just from the phrase. Mm -hmm. You know, the rise and fall, the cadence of the language itself um, resonates with some kind of musical idea and you just kind of draw it out of that. Which songwriters inspired you to put these things together? I mean, this is kind of obvious answer. I mean, I think the first songwriter that really got me going was Bob Dylan. Even though mm -hmm. I, res I, re I love his voice now, I resisted his voice at first. But um, I think my aha moment for songwriting was with Freewheel and Bob Dylan, and in particular, there's two songs, Masters of War and Talking Third World War, three blues. Because Masters of War showed me that uh, folk music could be badass. It could be, you know, minor key driving. Because I grew up listening to metal. Like that, some of my first loves were like Black Sabbath and ACDC and Judas Priest. So I was like, well, folk music can really have attitude. And of course, it's a really dark song. And I immediately connected to that. 
Then on the other side, the talking blues, Third World War, World War III blues in particular, was just so smart and sardonic and satirical and like laugh out loud funny, but wise and insightful and irreverent, had all of the, it still was an edgy humor that mm -hmm. uh, I connected with. So I could say, oh, well, folk music can do those two things, those two sides of the coin. Mm -hmm. yeah. Are there non-folk musicians or writers that have also influenced you? Sure, well, I, I'm, you know, I'm a big music listener, I have mm -hmm. a big vinyl record collection, so uh, besides singer-songwriters over the years, uh, you know, listen to progressive rock, hard rock, heavy metal, s soul and funk, classical, jazz, that's all, all in the diet. And I mean, when you have a six-string guitar and you're writing this kind of music, there's only so much you can incorporate from all those different genres. But mm -hmm. I, I still, I think it informs you. It, it opens up different possibilities. Oh, you don't always have to go verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge. Um, you could do a stanza, a kind of strophic ballad where it's, it's, there's no musical variation. Or there's, you, can, you can do different key changes that are not common in, in folk music. Not that I don't know if I really had that evident in all the songs we did today, but that just little decisions that you make. Mm -hmm. Helps you think, open up the possibilities of a choice you can make when working on a song. Yeah. So, um, so how would you describe your songs? Oh, that's really that's a hard question. Okay. <laughs> it's just like the, it, requ it requires you to be objective. Well, you know, if you met someone on the street and you said you're a songwriter, yeah. and then they said, well, tell me about your songs. What are they like? Yeah. I think they're narrative, uh, narrative singer-songwriter um, that makes kind of traditional folk with... Uh, Contemporary indie rock poetry. I think there's a lot of storytelling. They tend to be um, focused on the language as much as um, social realism. I think there's a lot of them are mythic, um, as opposed to touching on a, on a, a, to a topical issue directly. Mm -hmm. um, Love gone wrong and death done right. Yeah, <laughs> a phrase we use with Austin and Elliot. Um, I think they lean towards being dark songs. I've always been attracted to that. Like I said, there's the Masters of War. That was when I was like, ah, that was really exciting that you could do that in this in this idiom. Mm -hmm. A lot of minor keys. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I've always been minor key, and then the the tritone, the devil's note, even throw that in there. The yeah, <laughs> flatted fifth. So, um, if you were speaking to aspiring songwriters or songwriters who are trying to get better, which I guess is every songwriter, uh, what, what would you tell them that, that you could <laughs> suggest to them? First of all, don't listen to anything I'm about to say. Like, <laughs> ignore me. Ign you know, ignore people who think they have that answer. Uh, but I guess the, the way around that would be you have to find your, your own voice. You have to find you know, what excites you to write about, you know, as opposed to what, what do I think someone wants to hear, but what, when it comes down to it, and you're working on the song, and you're in the zone, and you're obsessed with finishing it, and you come up with that idea, like, what makes you laugh? What makes you smile? What really gets you engaged so that you forget about time and space, you know, 
I'm working on a poem and I come up, you know, a lot of what I write, I'm inspired by the rhyming, the language or the rhythm. Sometimes when I come up a, with a rhyme that really fits the story and has the right sound and the cadence and that the two words resonate with each other, I just, you know, cackle gleefully to myself. And then like, <laughs> that's when you know you're being true to yourself. That's when you know mm -hmm. that you're writing in your own voice. I think, you know. Um, yeah, you have, you, have, you have to discover what, you have to discover your own voice. That's kind of a platitude and it's easier said than done, but you, you do that by continually writing and then when you pick up your guitar or you listen back, what are the songs, what's the music you make that you get excited about, that you would choose to listen to? That, mm. that, that you know, there's sometimes I put on a song and I, I, I'm proud of it, I think I did a good job, but I'm like, I don't know if that's what I would choose to listen to. But I put on something else and I'm like, oh, I think if somebody else did it, I'd be excited about it. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so um, in terms of the editing process, any suggestions? I took a, a poetry class when I was in grad school called Ra uh, Radical Revision. And uh, the whole, a very simple concept, but it requires a little courage and it requires humility, is to take any draft and um, try it, I mean radical revision, try it, um, you could be something like change from the first person to second person. Like you're saying you a lot in this song, but maybe you're really talking about yourself. And if you start singing as I, maybe you'll come up with something truer or more interesting to say, or vice versa, mm -hmm. or put it in the third person without changing the, the, the topic or, or the verses too much, just change the perspective. Um, also could be, take the last line and make it the first line. Mm -hmm. Tr try it, if you have four verses, try them in all, every different possible order. You may find out that your first verse is just <clears throat> clearing your throat which I think happens a lot when you're writing. You kind of clear your throat for a while and it's not until you're on page two that you're really getting to the action or where the song really should start. Same thing with a movie, you know, you're, where, where does the story really start? Uh, so that's, that's one part of the editing process I think is important, just being, being kind of ruthless with yourself. You know, maybe just start again, start the whole thing again. I know that one of the songs we did, Shake It Out, was a song that mm -hmm. I had a few lines I liked. That's one of those songs that was sitting in a in a um, a file for years. I couldn't, I didn't figure out trying to say it, it wasn't working for me, and I don't, subjectively for me, maybe other people are like I don't think it's done yet. But for me, like I took it out and I was like, aha, this is the music that would work better. This is the cadence. This these are these are two good lines, and the rest are terrible lines. And I took the ones that I thought were good and then built it out of that. Mm -hmm. That would be an example. And, um, yeah. and sometimes it's just uh, making a story a story and not just a series of images or thoughts. Like uh, we played just a song of the birds, which is inspired by a Native American f f folk myth about mm -hmm. the... Um, Indian woman who converts to Christianity and she can't find a place in the afterlife. And uh, it's, 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 it's mythic, it's, and it deals with themes of, of religion, but it's all, it is a series of events, an actual story with a beginning, middle, and end. And when I work on a story song, I try to work on that. Uh, the uh, first song we did, Raven on the Wire, is like that, which is 
stolen slash synthesized from Jack Rowe, another traditional folk song, yeah. right, about the woman who dresses up as a man to go to war. So it's a familiar idea, but I just try to take it a step further mm -hmm. um, so that you, know, you, you heard what happened in the song. So things yeah. that, I'm trying to come up with stories where things happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so what else would you like to add for our audience? Uh, other thoughts or uh, comments about your music? Music generally? <laughs> music in general? Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 the sky's the limit when you're, when you're making music. Even if you just have a six-string guitar, you can say anything, you can be anyone, you, you can uh, explore uh, such a wide range of ideas. Like the idea of a lone guitar in a point of view, which is... Dylan invented that mm -hmm. or popularized that concept, which more, I guess more Woody Guthrie, but um, that phrase, a long guitar and a point of view. It, it's like being a stand-up comic or a poet when, when your, 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 your job is to connect to an audience and a listener um, by digging into your authentic self, seeing what you find and reporting. It doesn't have to be uh, emotionally personal. It doesn't have to be a dire a entry. It could be I'm exploring a myth and what it says about religion and mm -hmm. the nature of the afterlife and existence and what's right or wrong. Maybe those are the questions that engage you. What's the meaning of life? What's right or wrong? Uh, whatever questions engage you, look for the answers and then uh, dig in. And when you're presenting your song to the world, to an audience, uh, be true to your perspective, your point of view. A lone guitar and a point of view. Okay. Okay, well, uh, some very thoughtful words. I really appreciate it, and I know sure. our audience does as well. Okay. And, uh, and great music, both of you. Uh, dynamic and very, a lot of fun. Thank really you. appreciate it. Thank yeah, you so it much. Thanks, Daniel. You bet. Thanks for watching our show. I would like to acknowledge the support of the Western Mass Songwriters Collaborative, promoting the original music scene in Western Massachusetts. If you want to learn more about the WMSC, go to their Facebook page. Thanks for watching. I'm Dr. Dan. I hope you'll tune in again for the show that puts a spotlight on songwriters. <laughs>